0: We are. Blog Talk Radio. Those of you just came on with Blog Talk Radio, I apologize. Uh, so if you're tuning into Blog Talk Radio again, we've dropped twice. And it's my fault, brothers and sisters. It happens to be the Blog Talk application. But we're back live again on uh, Blog Talk Radio as well as Facebook Live. Us meeting the Five Smith Network. So anyway, we will not let this derail us. If we will keep moving forward. So identity, how you see yourself, yeah, that's exactly where a lot of our people are at. That's where everybody is at. Everybody responds to life based on how they see themselves. So I figured, and I believe more important that the Holy Spirit, led me to start these blogs, uh, start blogging in 2011 on the Firestone Network to wake up African Americans uh, into understanding so-called African-Americans, to understand that, number one, they're not African-Americans, and number two, they are not who other people say they are. Um, They're Israelites. They're people of the Bible. And so I set out to be led of the Spirit to help resurrect this people, and I have been rejected like you cannot imagine. uh there is no pastor I have ever had that really have embraced this. They have all said something to the fact of uh this is what the men of God say that are pastoring. And uh I'll use a classic example, Rose King. Uh, I mentioned Rose King, past the late Johnny King. Uh, this is this is Christian outreach, and I'm talking about. I'm using her because this is somebody that I respect way. She's way up there. I respect her dearly. But if this is the truth. I'm just telling y'all the truth tonight. I'm not playing. If you listen to me, you hear me not throw. You hear me not throw shade at her. But if you have listened to me, you're gonna think I'm dogging her out, but I'm not. But Rose King, I reached out to and I know what I was about. I've been invited to listen to the show. i invited her to come on the show. and She says, I'll let you know, and that's been almost a year ago. Okay, now she contacted me about different events that they're having over at Christian Outreach Center. And that is a good church. That's top of the line. You ain't getting no better than Christian Outreach Center. I don't care where you're at. you got a church, and this church has brought in some of the best teachers of all time. Church uh, is, is fellowships with another church I've been a part of, it, and that's Calvary. Now, I haven't reached out to Bob Nichols because he's no longer, Calvary's not where it is. He's not the pastor no more. But Bob Nichols pastor. I would have reached out to him, too. But I've talked with uh, Holy Tabernacle, Robert Sample. Shout out to Holy Tabernacle, another great church. These are not no shabby churches, these are not no shabby pastors, this is the cream of the crop. So if they're the cream of the crop, brother, says, why don't you think they'll embrace you and, and agree with what you're saying? Why don't y'all listen to me very carefully tonight? Listen. Don't don't get my name twisted in this. Listen to what I'm saying. There are men and women of God. How come they don't embrace the Hebrew Israelite message? A lot of pastors, um, I've invited some friends of mine that was on last week, Ronnie and Cassandra McCray, they was on the show talking about signs, wonders and miracles, never embraced the whole message of the history. we've been Hebrew Israelites, they're on the show, they're on the 5th and network, who's been, in, who's been enlightening people since 2011. Thousands, I'm sure, have come to believe we're Israelites based upon our show. So either we're teaching a lie, people of God see it. They never, they hear the deal. Pastor, Sister uh, King, and I'm sure some of our people will hear me. Robert Sample, Bishop um, Christ Emmanuel, Cincinnati. Huge church, just like Krishna Arie Center Now Christiana Center I know is in a rebuilding process, but they they still around. Um, but when they look at their heyday, Christ Emmanuel was that size. Actually, Christ Emmanuel's a little bigger, uh, but less the small and carry. But anyway, these are these are huge churches. These are these are these are not fly by night. These are serious pastors that are movers and shakers in their city, doing things, great things. These are great men of God. No embrace. Uh, uh, Sister Elder Merritt, I know she'll probably see this, but Elder Merritt in her office told me one time, says, we know what you're saying is true. We know what you're saying is true. Elder Merrick of Christ Emmanuel in Cincinnati said these words. I know. We know what you're saying is true. True. What's true? By the African American the Israelites. She said, we know what you're saying is true, but we can't teach that right now. That is the only pastor, and since 19, the Father showed me it, thinking we was it since 88. 91, God filled it. He showed me proof when he gave me Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, which says all of the blessings or the curses that's in Deuteronomy is going to be upon the Israelites forever. And I knew that forever meant that date that I saw this. So when I saw that the blessings and the curses were supposed to be upon Israel forever, and it's just wasn't no ancient mumbo jumbo stuff, that the blessings and the curses that set out in Deuteronomy 28 were supposed to be upon the nation of Israel forever, when I saw that word forever, I don't know why I never saw that word all my life. But when I saw that the blessings of the curses... Deuteronomy 20, verse 46, And they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. One more time. And they, the blessings of the curses, and they shall be upon thee, Israel, for a sign and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. I say, what? I read it again. And they, the blessings of the curses, and they shall be upon thee, for a sign and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. And I thought 1991, which is when I read this, was included in that. I said, well, all you got to do if you want to know who the Jews are is look for the blessings or the curses. It was over. I didn't need to confer with nobody. I didn't need to talk to anybody, talk to no priest, no prophet. I didn't need no- I knew that I knew that I knew we were the Israelites because I already knew what the Bible said would happen to them because I was a student of the Bible somewhat. So I already knew about, you know, some of the things. I already knew about the the, the putting slave ships. I just figured some kind of way those people in Israel, the so-called Jews, was put in slave ships. Or it don't mean slave ships. It means something else. I saw us looking like it, but I just... You know, and I wasn't trying to make it. I wasn't trying to force it to be, because it doesn't matter really if you, listen, at the end of the day, we have to believe in Christ, and we have to obey the Father, and we have to obey his Holy Spirit, that Ruach HaKadosh, that's that's Hebrew, that we say in Hebrew. My point is, we have to obey and believe in Christ and go through Christ, and it doesn't matter what we are in the flesh, Jew Greek, male, female, so-called, whatever ethnic group you're from, when you go to the before the throne room, none of this really matters. So, Brother Seth, why are you talking about it? If it don't matter, maybe that's why those passages didn't, didn't endorse you. Let's talk about that. Number one, it's not a matter of the passages embracing me. Because this is, a, this I cannot tell you how big and huge this is. This is as huge as the Bible itself. Israel is somewhere on this in the world. God is promising his word he's going to do something with the Jewish people, many things with the Jewish people. The Jewish people, whoever they are, wherever they are, has everything to do with the book of Revelation, the timing of things, even the coming of our Savior. They are a type of clock. And I don't always look down and see friends. Y'all know I have a rule I don't look down on my phone when I'm doing these shows, but I just so happen to see somebody, and I have to uh, uh, shout out to uh, uh, Miss Yolanda Scott and uh, Mr. Kenny Williams. I'm not going to stroll, y'all. I'm not going to be doing all this and seeing all that, but I just want to thank them for being in So, Anybody else I can't see uh, so I, I just just want to <laughs> I thought off talking about identity I thought off talking about identity the reason why African Americans need to know that they are the exact people of the Bible King David is not just King David King David is your grandfather. Isaiah then is not just some, you know, whatever you have thought him to be. Isaiah is your relative. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is directly directly related. The African Americans don't understand that their spit, if they spit, literally go, there's more DNA in their spit connected to King Saul, King David, then the people that live in Israel right now call themselves the Jews. I don't believe those people are Israelites or Jews. Not most of them. I think early on when God said he would get angry with Israel and he would scatter them at the four corners, we have to remember Europe is one of the four corners. So I think Israel started off dark skin, very dark skin because of the region, and they were scattered up north, south, east, west. Well, if not up north, north of Jerusalem is our, uh, 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 Russia and, and Europe, is Europe, then obviously those black people that, went to, that were taken to, cap- to captivity and took them up north will lose their pigmentation. So I think some of those people in Jerusalem or in uh, Israel is true Jews. I do believe that, but I don't think vast majority of them are because they don't live out the prophecies that, that, that the scripture says. I just don't believe it. So back to the pastor. So when I went to uh, Rose King, you know, she's probably associating me with when she typed the word Hebrew Israelites. And all these people spewing hate. That's what she's doing. That's what uh, pro- possibly uh, Holy Tabernacle is doing. They can't say it don't matter because they still go to class reunion. That's fleshly. They still go to family reunions. That's fleshly. They have pride. Sister Rose King have pride in being a king. Last name. That's fleshly. She uses her name. That's fleshly. They don't just go before they go before the father in Christ's name. She don't use her name, I bet, because she's intelligent. Spiritually, she's mature. She's she's a spiritual mom kinda to me. So I know that when she goes in the spirit, she goes before the Father in Christ's name. But when she's in this realm, she uses her name. Pastor Sample, Holy Tabernacle, he uses his name. So you can't tell me the flesh ain't important. You use your name all the time. When people call you by your name, you don't say, "Don't don't call me. Don't call me. I'm in the spirit. I'm 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 there's no there's uh I'm dead in Christ." Nobody says that. We answer. Because we're in this realm, in this realm, in this natural realm. Your name does matter. So probably what they're doing is associating Brother Seth with hate. I'm giving a benefit of the doubt because those are people of God. And I don't want to put my mouth on them. I'm not putting my mouth on them. You think that's what I'm doing? You, you're not listening. I'm saying there's people that's went before us that's out on the streets of New York, are uh, full of hate, lies to us that's got... Gotten a hold of this revelation of young people, they got a beef to pick with white people in the first place, and so when they hear with the Israelites, they use this message, which is truth. They use this message to spew hate. They use this message to put down whites, and they use this message, and this is where Satan could get involved to try to put our people back under the law, saying we're under the law. We're not under no law. I believe we're Israelite. I believe we're the people of the Bible. I believe we are one of those lost tribes of Israel, and I do not believe we are under no law. We keep laws. We actually keep more than 613 laws that the Israelites roughly keep. We have to obey the Spirit, whatever it says. If you are rude to a McDonald's employee, I always like to use that. If you're rude to a McDonald's employee, the Holy Spirit may say, turn back, go back, and apologize. They ain't in the law. There's all types of foods we eat, not just the the, the 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 foods that the Bible speaks of that we can't eat. There's all kinds of foods the Holy Spirit may say don't eat. They're starting the law. You think the Holy Spirit don't know what the Father wants us to eat? So when we follow the Holy Spirit and not the Levitical law, we don't miss. We don't miss. So to my Hebrew Israelite brothers and sisters, first of all, let me just rephrase that. Because <laughs> y'all are so much in me. So I miss my co-host. Normally, like I say, it's six of us, five of us on one show. So in the future, just look for this screen to split instead of me being on it. be two or three or four because I'm going to bring them on because I'm getting tired. I, I enjoy and I want to thank y'all for viewing my Facebook Live. I think every single show I've had at least 100 people. So y'all are tuning in, and I appreciate it. But once we get the other co-hosts, I think it's going to help even more. But more importantly, uh, uh, when I say Hebrew Israelites, you got to understand, it's not a group. Every single African American that's listening under the sound of my voice is an Israelite. They just don't know it. It ain't no Hebrew Israelite over there is some little group. No, you a Hebrew Israelite. You're gonna die, Hebrew Israelite. You're gonna die Israelite. If those people were put back on the earth that died, those ancient Israelites, they would talk they would have they would have they would talk to y'all harshly. They would probably say, Why don't you know you who you are? Don't you know who you are? Don't you know that the Bible says that Israel will be put in slave ships? Well how how you figure the Jews over there in Israel is the, is the true Jews? Y'all the to put in slaveship. You're the one house that was led by women. The Bible says how will be led by women, the true Jews. The Bible says that men, the good men, would not father their children. You don't see you going through that? The Bible says you'll work all the days of your life you'll work all days of your life and you won't enjoy your labor. You think the real Jews are going through that? Ancient Israelites would have a word for us. How dare y'all to live live your life and not know who you are? You ain't no turn, no smith, no Jones. You're Israelite. How you figure they get you from mother, the motherland, Africa, and you got all these European names? Your name is on the streets in Europe somewhere. These names have nothing to do with Africa. They would, they would have a word for us. And I'm going to tell you all something. Don't feel bad about Don't feel bad, though. Brother Seth is not here to try to put you down. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. Because we can turn around and say to them, well, if y'all obeyed the Father, we wouldn't be here in the first place. <laughs> could say to not ancient Israelites, well, if y'all obeyed the Father, let are by no slave ships, we would be in Israel. You know, I've had the opportunity to talk to Jews, so-called Jews, Israelis, the people that live in Israel. And I just wish to wish to God that uh, I don't think I've have I ever had one on the show. Plenty of times I've had a conversation with them. And I just really wish. Some of y'all could have listened to some of those, especially the the, um, conversation I had on the airplane. Y'all would be just amazed. Your mouth would just fly open. You really think those people are going to say something to us like, well, technically what y'all are saying are wrong, and they just put us in our place. That's why you never see no debate. They will not talk us. It doesn't matter how nice we are. So here's what I think is going on with the pastors. I feel like we're in spiritual warfare and the enemy wants to keep. You said, wait a minute now, Seth, you just got to talk about these churches, the great churches. Now you're trying to take the enemy. Let me explain. The truth is often stranger than fiction. The Bible says that Satan, if, God, if the Most High didn't come, the Satan will be able to fool the very elite of us. None of these pastors that don't embrace the Hebrew Israelite message come against it. Well, that's not true. A lot of them come against it, but the ones I know. Rose King have never come against this message. She just didn't, just didn't respond to me. The McCrays, they're not some... Large ministry, but there's some friends of ours on the show. I just only brought them up because these are this is a couple, and I don't I don't play big and little. You know, the McCrays to me have the potential to be like anybody else, and I know you might say, well, they don't have a church necessarily. They may not, but those are women. That's a man and a woman of God. I respect them dearly. I I, I actually do, and sometimes I think I think higher, higher of my friends than they think of themselves. But they was on my show, and the Holy Spirit used them to talk about signs, wonders, and miracles in their life. And I believe that the Holy Spirit did do things in their life. Then they just disappeared. We were supposed to go out to dinner with my wife and, and them. It's a couple of couples. They didn't show up no more. Then they showed up last week on the blog. They may show up tonight on the blog. But I often wonder, why did they just disappear like that? Well, you kind of throwing shade at them, brother. No, I'm I'm trying to say all these men and women of God, people are giving me the silent treatment. And there's a lot of them. What do you think it is? My phone number is 914. You can you can ask your question before everybody. 914-205-5590. It should be right there on the promo, but if not, it's 914-205-5590. But there's so many Christians. There's a long list of Christians that are just silent on this. Don't say nothing. And with another, what people don't understand when you do, when you get solid on people, you, it's better you do like El, uh, 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 the, the Christian Irish and the pastor. Um, it, it'd be better you do like Deborah M- Elder Merritt, and just say, "Brother Seth, what you're saying, we know it's true." She said. She went on to say, "She said, I, we know what you're saying is true." She said, "But God haven't released that yet." She said, if we teach our people that they're Israel, all they're going to do is put Jude on their neck and not change. (laughs) That's what she said. All they're going to do is put Jude on their neck, you know, like a tattoo or something, and not change. Let me sip on that one, y'all. Coffee forever to get down to the... Anyway, this is all I'm stuck with, y'all. My other coffee cup I left at work. But I don't know why I'm going on this road. Again, I just, just I do these shows and whatever comes to my mind I talk about. But it has hurt me. It has hurt me. Pastor King, your behavior has hurt me. Ignoring your son, your spiritual son. I probably should have reached out and told you that personally. But, and you just come up now, maybe I will reach out to you. But I kind of won't probably because I already know what y'all going to say. Oh, that's fleshly. It is fleshly. Brother Seth talking about we Israelite is fleshly. They're right. And we can't be doing stuff in the flesh. That's what they're going to say. You know, this flesh thing, we got to get in the spirit, brother. It's all about the spirit. They're going to say that. I already know what they're going to say. They've been saying for years. Those so that do try to. So I ask them this question. Do you have a driving license? answer to your name? Do you have pride in your name, your family name? Do you teach your children that this is how we do it as a family, you use your name? Do you go around Talking to your family as though y'all are in the spirit and really treat them by their spiritual identity all the time. The Bible said we're new creatures in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. That is true. That's our spiritual identity. Uh, that is cream de la cream. But the Bible said we have that treasure in earthen vessels. So for a long time, I have been abused by the church. And all I'm doing is reading the scriptures. And I'm saying, why are we at the bottom of every single aspect of life, African Americans? Nobody can answer it. You can't answer it. Well, you don't know me. I don't have to know you. You can't answer it why African Americans are at the bottom of every single aspect of life. You can't answer that. So you're not going to be able to answer that. If when your, if your grandkids ask you that, you're not going to be able to answer that. When you sit down and talk to yourself, and you see things we're going through in every tiny aspect of life, you're not going to have an answer for yourself. Now tell me, am I telling the truth now? You're going to look at God a certain kind of way, African-American, when you pray so hard, and you're such a spiritual people, it sounds like you're thundering outside, you're not going to, you can't see God properly. This is what I try to get my brothers and sisters to understand, clergy. The question is going to always be answered. Why do we go through what we go through as a people? When we're so forgiving. When we're the most spiritual. Why? Y'all can say, well, it's because we're wicked. Now, this is, uh, all kind of people say this. Well, because... African American people are sinning. We ain't sinning no more than our white brothers and sisters. We're at church on Sunday, dead to late. We forgive them. They continue to harass us. In every area of life, we're at the bottom. Every area of life. I'm about to name 30 areas quickly. And I want y'all to tell me, if there is a God, and there is a God, we know that. You don't think he has something to say? about what we're going through? You don't think there's no answers for us? Some people feel like, oh, Brother Seth, don't answer that, because, you know, they feel like there is no answer, and you messing with some things. I have people say, have some person tell me, the secret ain't belong to God. You know, you don't shouldn't ask that. They're scared of God. They feel like there is no answer. There is an answer. You think about all those slaves who played, prayed, crying out slips, those ships. How did God allow that? The first five years of slavery, you don't think those slaves was crying out to God? Some of us don't want to think about that because it makes our God look weird or backward. It does sure does, I'll be the first one to say yes. it made God look like he's partial. Now, did he hear them cry out? Nothing else makes sense than the fact we have to be Israelites. If we're Israelites, it makes sense because he said this is going to happen to your children if you don't pass down these laws and statutes that I'm teaching you. If y'all don't worship me with the joy, he said all the nations of the world, he didn't require that out out of all the nations of the earth. Amos 3 and 2, the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2 says, of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgression. The punishment he's talking about there is not for the other nation. This nation is going to get worse because there is no other nation that he exposed himself to. He was, had an intimate relationship with these people. They're called his eldest son. They are to lead the nations to a pure form of worship. That is the purpose of Israel in the first place. God showed himself to a people, called those people kings and priests. I mean, uh, uh, call them a, a, a nation of priests. How can a nation have nothing but priests? Because they was go, they were supposed to go and be an example to the other nations of this God that's a priest. All of them was quiet. Well, I know this. the nation of Israel had their priest. No. Yeah, they did. Aaron, the priesthood, I got it. But really all of them, the whole nation was called a nation of priesthood. Because he showed himself to them, and they were supposed to go tell the world of who this God is. And they were supposed to worship him with joy. Bible said because they didn't worship him with joy they didn't worship him period and they didn't keep his laws that he was gonna judge them. And one of the judgments was scattered throughout the four corners, slave ships, houses led by women, work all the days of your life, you want to enjoy your labor, you're good men, not father and children, all of the things all of the things, all of the things we go through as a nation within a nation. Some of y'all don't want to claim each other. We ain't no nation within a nation. We're a nation America. No, you're a nation within a nation. I can prove it. Love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Shout out to my cousin that joined us, uh, cousin Vince, And Again, those of you on the Blog Talk feed, again, we just want to thank you for tuning into to the Five and Soul Network. I'm Brother Seth. I don't have my co-host tonight. It's just me. These days, I'm doing Facebook Live and Blog Talk Radio at the same time by myself. I will have co-hosts later to come on, either the same ones or maybe we may have some new ones, but Brother Seth is not going to continue to do these one-on-ones like this. But i tell you one thing. I am able to let people see what I'm about I'm, I'm, it's once and this is why I believe God has me doing this from by myself for a season. Y'all are getting able to see. Y'all are able to see now what I'm really all about. This is Brother Seth. I believe in loving everybody. I do believe. I, I'm not. I don't ascribe to what y'all are seeing when y'all go to try to research Hebrew Israelites. Y'all are thinking it's some group. These folks are acting like. They hold the definition of Hebrew-Israelite, and if you want to be a Hebrew-Israelite, you got to keep the Sabbath, you got to do the, the, no, you don't have to do nothing. According to the flesh, you're already Jews or Israelites, African-Americans, according to the flesh. Now, the Father's looking for something different these days. It's not enough just to be Jewish or an Israelite. He's looking for those whose heart has been circumcised. He's looking for those that have worshipped him in spirit and truth. He's looking for those that have been born again of the Spirit, truly born again of the Spirit. Those that believe in Christ, those that have accepted the Father, and fallen is Christ, they accept what Christ had to say of the Father. Those that believe in the Gospels, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, what they, their account of Christ was. If you, when you believe that, and you only can believe that, if the Father gives it to you to believe, he says can't even come to, him, come to him unless he draws you. But once you hear the gospel, that's why I pay to read those books. Once you hear the gospel, and that faith comes, that's a gift. That person that actually believed that, that received this free gift from the Father to believe, that's a miracle right there. They never had a miracle in their life, so to speak. That's a miracle right there once they get that miracle to believe that Christ came, lived, died, rose again, and is coming again, once they believe that, brothers and sisters, the Bible declares that that person is a new creature. That's a new Jew. That's what you call a spiritual Jew. That is a Jew indeed. And I really believe that's who the Father is looking for, even with the ancient Israelites. He's looking for those that really believed in him. That's why Paul said he is a Jew that is born spiritually. But the Father did have a people. But the like I said, now he's looking for those that worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, brother, says if he's looking for those that worship him in spirit and in truth, and he's no longer it's no longer Jew nor Greek, male nor female in Christ. When we're born again, the fleshly identity doesn't matter. Why are you up here talking about since two thousand? since really 1991, why are you getting people to believe that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel? It seems like you're working against God. And that's where I think a lot of people are at. Pastor King, Pastor Sample, a lot of pastors. I want to take this opportunity to explain something, and I guarantee if you listen, you'll be blessed. You'll say, "That, that was good. I'm not trying to say I'm smarter than them. I'm not trying to say that what they're doing is necessarily wrong because at the end of the day, we have to be born again. And let's keep in mind, the Israelites knew who they were. They didn't believe that they was African Americans. They knew that they was Israelites. They didn't believe they was niggers. They believed they was Israelites. They didn't think they was nothing. They thought they were the Jews. And they was rebellious, and that wasn't enough. So it's not enough just to know you're Israelite. So, Brother Seth, why do you talk about it then? Number one, I started off this broadcast saying this: whatever we're doing in this life, our careers, the way we handle ourselves, the way we, wasn't that we think we're beautiful, uh, uh, it's all based upon identity. If we knew that this earth started off with very dark-skinned people and that they built civilization and that the whole world would look look like them early on. And out of those people, there popped an albino every once in a while. And they were mistreated, just like in Tanzania right now. The United Nations had to intervene because they was killing. When they saw this white skin pop today in Tanzania, when somebody popped out with a white child, the Tanzanians to this very day mistreat them or worship them. They're so different. They think they either have magical power. Research it. You write their own on, on on Google. Research it. Tanzania, Albinos, United Nations and see what I'm saying is not true. They either kill them because they're so different, they feel like they're evil or they worship them, they cut off their limbs and try to sacrifice it because they think they're better than what they are. A lot of Tanzanians are not Christians, and so they have all these different beliefs, and some of them believe that these people are either evil because they come out white, or they feel like they're superior because they come out white. That is the truth. They're either killing them because they think they're superior, or they're killing them they so they're killing them to sacrifice their limbs in, in a lot of cases. This, this is sad, but this is what's going on in 2023. You, you had stepped in years ago and, and stopped it. I don't know if it's going like it used to be, but has the most albinos in the whole world. Google what I'm saying. White skin on our earth in some parts is still very rare to see with the eye. We live in America and it's hard to understand what I'm saying, people are saying, how can that be true? How can that be true what you're saying? Because we live in America and white people this you gotta understand if you live in America or you live in Europe, what Brother Seth is saying is hard to comprehend because everywhere you look it's white people. But they're only eight percent of the world's population. This is after they have killed and I say they if you're white Please don't come at me with, I'm darling you, I'm hating you. No, this is, I'm just talking about science and just truth right now. This, this is not all white people. There's white people that's more loving and kind and godly than I could ever be. Yes, it's true. There's all type of white people that love God and is doing godly things. So this is not all white people. I'm talking about those in power right now. 8% of the world's population, that's what so-called white people are today. This is after they destroyed a whole earth of people. Some people say about a million Africans are in the ocean. From the ship coming from Africa to, to Americas to the Americas, some estimate up to 100,000. And then the native Indians that was wiped out, millions of them, and then they went down to Central America, millions of people. I one time added the numbers up. And I mean, i got, if you would just add those people in that died at the hands of whites that's trying to take over the world, the millions of people, especially after King Leopold killed a million people by himself, one white man killed, had a million Africans killed, one man. So if you just add up all these people that these people killed, just add it up, add it up, add it up, every time you add it up, add it up, and then you... Understand the fact that they would have children, and their children would have children, and their children would have children. Listen, this is called balancing the population. This is my theory. I call this balancing the population. If you ever hear that, it's, I created The father gave that to me years ago. But it's okay. Somebody else can use it. I call this balancing the population. I call this balancing the population. If all the people that whites have killed, just add them up, America Middle Passage, 100 million, they say. The American Indians, I don't know how many billions they killed, but it has been somewhere near that. But I have the number once before. If You put all those people, let's just add all this up, 100 million, American and Indian. Y'all, they said the South America massacre was worse than, I don't know, these people went to Central and South America killing high millions. A lot of people. Some people feel like there was more people killed in. And then if you look at King Leopold, King Leopold, The Belgian, uh, uh, he went into Africa and killed a million people by himself, just one man. Of course, he had armies that was operating under his authority. King Leopold killed a million Africans. And I know that, you know, the Spanish Inquisition and all that in Europe happened, but what I'm saying, if you look at just how many people died at the hands of whites, and you add all that up, and then you say, okay, they would have children. And their children would have children. And they children would have children. Okay. And let now let's go back after all the children, the children, the children, the children. Let's subtract death, because they would have died. They wouldn't live past a hundred. So a lot of people would have died, would have died, would have died. Folks, guess what I got? Years ago? Seven billion. That's how many of that's on earth right now. I think it's eight billion. These people have killed about seven billion people. Think about that for a minute. Whites, listen to my show. Y'all know this is a love channel. If nothing else, this is a love channel. I ain't no no hate. Do not associate me with those so-called Hebrew Israelites. Like I say, all African-American Hebrew Israelites. They are or not. They can just laugh that they're still Israelites. They just don't know. They're going to they feel, feel, feel pretty bad on their deathbed if they find out, though. But anyway, if so-called white people have killed 7 billion people, think about that. That's like everybody in this world tomorrow die. These people have killed, there will be 7 billion more people on the earth. So now let's look at my fingers. White people is 8% or 10% of the world population. Some people say 8, the United Nations say 8. The United Nations says 8, some people say 10. But no more than 10% of the world's population. This many people is non-white. Okay? So let's think about it eight percent of the world population. I have to do I like the graphics, so just think about it. Ten percent. If the seven billion people that they killed live was living today, there would be less than one percent white. billion people you put on this planet now instead of eight billion people you add another seven billion seven that's fifteen billion people. The eight percent that whites are that's what is that probably seven hundred, eight hundred million or something like that. They would it would be like they would go down to like one percent. What are you trying to say, Brother Seth? I'm saying now let's talk about Christ being white. Now let's talk about the Israelites being white. Here's a good one. Now let's talk about light-skinned people being up on the earth. African Americans, we wouldn't even be that light now. I said, even there wouldn't even be this many light-skinned, white, uh, light-skinned African Americans. So if you think I'm hating on white people, you're not listening. There's people in my family light-skinned. Like they don't come here and dog them out. I'm saying this is science. If seven billion dark-skinned people put back on this planet, there wouldn't be no eight percent world population at whites. There'll be more like one percent, and it would be ludicrous to think Christ or the Israelites was white. So to those pastors that have rejected me. I know somebody gonna go back and tell Sister King Christ Emmanuel, I mean, Christian Irie Center. She'll probably see this. Um, I love you. I ain't hating on y'all. Y'all think y'all are pastoring and you run your churches as best you know how. And who is Brother Seth? You know, y'all doing all kinds of things I've never done. Christian I Center helped wake me up. They kept teach me. That was my pastor. How I love coming back, coming at them like I know better. I don't know nothing. I said I know nothing compared to what they know. I'm just saying, how can you say it doesn't matter to be talking about us being Israelites, which is fleshly, and that we need to be only talking about spiritual things? I have, have people say this, not, not them, but other people say this. I've had pastors who say this. Let's just keep it by Jesus. Let's just keep it about Jesus. People are dying going to hell, and you're on here talking about with the Israelites. Hell is hot. Souls at hand, and you on here talking about the Israelites. Let's just keep it about Jesus. me tell y'all something. They're right to some degree. Jesus or Yeshua is the door. I talk about him every single episode that I've ever done. I have never done an episode where I've not mentioned the door. But Christ, the gospel, the news of a Messiah coming to the earth and that's going to do something with our sin to where we can now be placed in Christ and the Father no longer see us, but see us through Christ to the degree we can now walk before the Father boldly. The Bible says do it boldly because we're going in his name. That is more important than what I'm talking about. Well, Brother Seth, if that's what's more important, why don't you do that? Why are you on there talking about we Israelites? Why don't you just keep it about Jesus? Listen and listen good. Now, this is one time I'm going to give you a Bible verse, and I want you to, a Bible passage, not just a verse. think I'm some novice and I don't know what I'm talking about I want everybody to turn in your books in your Bible or I'll read it for you just you can trust me I'll read I'm gonna read you what the Bible says about what I just said should I not ever should I not ever talk about nothing but just Jesus I'm not belittling that. That's, again, I talk about it every single show. I just don't dwell on it. Because y'all got a Ph.D. on that. You know that Jesus came, Yeshua came to this earth, died for your sins, and that once you believe in him, you place in him, so you should know that. Why would I talk about some, every single church, why would I dwell in details on every single show, all 600 of these shows, on something everybody knows. And there's this big elephant in the room, racism, and these people are going to whitewash the Bible to where they got y'all thinking when y'all close y'all eyes, Jesus is white, disciples is white, the Israelites is white, that's what you think when you close your eyes. And I shouldn't address that. Listen to this Bible, you tell me what you think. This is what the Scriptures say. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, I always use some King James Version. I don't trust in the other version. You shouldn't either. King James Version. (laughs) Listen to this, brothers and sisters. And I'm serious about the King James Version. It's another thing. Find out who King James was. Some of y'all think King James was white. What did you find out? He was not a white man. John Hopkins University, which is equivalent to Harvard, did a thorough study on King James. And they say he was a black man. And guess what? He was an Israelite. Y'all like white people telling you stuff? That's what those white people say. Y'all like white scholars telling you stuff? You can't get no top of the John Hopkins University. They say he was an Israelite. The man to transcribe the Bible. King James looked like us, Israelite, it to all four corners. Let's talk about those that say Seth. Come on, brother, let's just, and again, I want to shout out to different people, y'all. I try not to look at these names, but I just happen to see people, because, you know, I don't want people, Brother Williams, uh, Kenny Williams, shout out to you, Again, Yolanda, see you, uh, my cousin Vince, Donna, my, uh, good to see you, Mars for sure, Geneva, and like I say, uh, sister G.C., sister G.C., y'all listen this. sister G.C. told me some one time in Cincinnati. She wanted one of those used to listen to me when I was in W C V and I used to come on WCVG every day talking on my little five minutes, Tracy would give me. <laughs> I always try to tell Tracy, oh, I'll be done here in a minute, and I just talk, and Tracy just got so, because I, I would trick her, it was a little trickery. I would say, okay, Tracy, she said, Seth, I got to go. I said, well, just give me a minute. Give me a minute. Just one minute. And then she would look up. I was talking for five minutes. But I do it every day. And she knew it was coming. She kept it. I think Tracy subconsciously or consciously, one of them really wanted me to just get out what I was saying. But I would call WCBG every day, and then eventually I would go to the studio there at WCBG and say some of these same things. But Sister GC used to call in, and she one time told me, Seth, You know, maybe she'll call. Sister G.C., you should call the line and let everybody know uh, uh, this. I would appreciate that if you could. Uh, Anybody can call and ask a question uh, to me at 914. Let me put this number where you all can see it. I think it's on my show there. But 914-205-5590. It should be on uh, on this show description. But Sister G.C. used to say this. Uh, She told me this one. And I say this every time I see. she she's probably tired of me saying, but it just really, imp- this is something that inspired me. Again, tonight I'm talking about people that inspired me, uh, you know, how the father was leading anyway. But Sister G, she said this. Brother said, we used to call WCBG. This is a radio station in Cincinnati, the only one that would serve Dayton, Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. Anyway, she said, I used to hate when you come on radio because you would always get into it with GM, Tracy. And uh, Tracy has since come to believe a lot of the things we talk about because I actually took Tracy and, and a friend of hers to Israel, not just her but an entourage. I take people to Israel. I probably taken about 45 people to Israel. But Tracy Hunter was one of them. I hope she don't mind me saying it. She's so private. But she was, took a friend of hers and, and we took her to Israel and she was able to see those Israelites herself. But Jesus used to come on, Sister Geneva Clark right there, She Jesus used to say, Brother Seth, I didn't like you. <laughs> she said, I didn't like you. She said, but I couldn't help but to agree with what you're saying because it made so much sense. My mother said when she carried me, she asked God to give me wisdom. I like to think it was her prayers that helped me understand one thing about my life, especially since I didn't get a degree. Some of y'all are saying, you didn't get a degree? I thought you were a degree. No, I'm not a degree. I went to college. I had probably about, I don't know, 70 hours or something. I went to college a few times. But anyway, I found out something about me. I've got to say stuff so powerful till it can't be debated. I've got to say something because people that's got bigger words, some of y'all can hear the English. Sometimes I don't use proper English. My vocabulary may not be as big as some of y'all. And so when I speak, it has got to be a sword because I'm going up against people like, and I'm not in the match with them, but I'm going against pastors that are laced with degrees. I'm talking with people that are influential, and i got to strike and strike hard, not so much me and my flesh, but I've got to speak a word that just cannot be denied. So there's some things I think is true, and I talk to my inner circle friends, but I'll never tell Y'all, because you think I'm crazy. There's a lot of things I believe that, that I, I I I just don't say. Cause if, I, if I told people what I actually think, they would be like, okay, now I ain't going to listen to you for real. These are things I believe. And some of you are the same way. I'm not special like that. But Sister GC said that. She's right there. She can correct me. She said, Yes, sister G C she said, I never said I didn't like you. Yes, she did. <laughs> she, she's trying to this you know what she said. She said, Brother said, I wish she called in. Nine one four two oh five 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 nine oh call me, sister G C but she said, Brother said we we met one time at this uh Cincinnati book fair I think it was, somewhere I met her and she said, Well you not with, you know, she's got a, that raspy voice of hers, which I love and she says, I didn't even like you we used to call the show. Probably she didn't like that I got into it with, G, with the Tracy Hunter, Judge Tracy Hunter. And uh, she said, but I couldn't help but to agree with you because of the things you said made so much sense. So, brother, said, that's how I have to operate because some of y'all, black people are difficult. Elijah Muhammad said, I ain't no Muslim, but the man, look, again, y'all better... Wake up and understand that there's a lot of people that ain't gonna sound like you that's got truth. Okay, the righteous man steps in the order of the Lord. Some of y'all steps Elijah Muhammad came across your path. You better get what he had and leave the hate. You ain't gotta hate like he hated, but the man was a brilliant message to the black man was the most prophetic thing ever wrote. How does that man know that black people be going through all the things they're going through, and he's a Muslim? How did Elijah Muhammad know about uh, uh, how the the population of uh, the infant mortality right now? How how would Elijah Muhammad knew when in 1948 and 58 when he was around, all the things we're going through today? The black man should not integrate with the white man because the black man is not whole yet. If he integrate with the white man, he would just become like him white white will dominate the black man how do you know that <laughs> we had just we, I don't even think we start to integrate yet and as soon as we integrate we lost almost everything how did he know that well he's a Muslim most of your education is by people that don't know God most of your teachers most of the people here talking, period, don't know God. Even a lot of people in churches don't know God. Why are you listening? Why are you playing? Some of y'all. Tracy, I mean, GC said, I didn't like what you would say. And I'm not going to sit up and read everything she's saying because y'all will be feeling like, well, you're going to read with my comment. So, Sister GC, I hear you. I would like for you to call in if you can, though, but it's okay. But but she was basically what she did say was what GC G. did say. What you said made so much sense. That's what I'm honing in on. But I have to fire like that, sister GC. I have to. Anyway, this is talking about my But the man was truthful, and I thank God. Like I said, a friend of mine named Roslyn Scott. <sighs> I
1: don't
0: want to say her name, but uh, she said, sister GC said yes. But a friend of mine named Roslyn. Rebuked me and said, I don't see Kenna Copeland where well, you see Kenna Copeland. Why are you listening to all these white people? Why do you go to Caribbean a white church? She didn't really hate white people. She just felt like I was making over them too much. And I was. I said, we have the word. Kenna Copeland, Kenna Hagen, Happy Caldwell, Jerry Stavell, Fred Price. I listen to black men, too. Roslyn, I had all these white ministers, and she was saying, she went to Mount Olive in Arlington. And she finally said, you go to my church, I'm going to go to your church. So I got Roslyn Scott a first-row seat. I could quit calling her last name. She may not want her last name, though. But I got her a front-row seat at the Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland was this close to me. As close to her, you could she could reach out and touch Gloria Copeland, she could touch Jerry Sevelli, she could touch. Kimberly. I got on the first row, and I said, "Oh, this is nice." Because I waited all day, you know. They, when they opened up, it was people would run for those seats. And I only did it one time. It was for her because I want her, unsaved self to get this, to get the truth. True. She wasn't unsaved. but I want her to get a hold of something that Mount Olive and Arlington didn't have. At least I thought so then, and so. I'm jumping around, I know, but it's all going to make sense. I talked about this already once. I'm not going to give you all the details, but basically she came come, come in from Convention saying I still believe the same thing. they not all that set. I said, you got out of your mind. They're teaching the word. They don't teach the word like that, my knowledge. And I was just, we went, we argued, argued, especially when she started talking about she listened to Farrakhan. I'm done. Bro, that dude, hate. why are you going to tell a man names? Don't have enough sense to give his life to God, and you gonna to listen to Farrakhan? We argued. God used that girl. God used both of us because she got close to God because I did challenge her on the church. And Mount Olive is very traditional. I'm sorry, they just do it. If you go to Mount Olive and all I'm sorry, it's true. They just they don't get deep into the Word like the cares maybe, but, but Rosalind needs to get back in church. So I have the Lord, the Father, used me to get her back in church. But the father did a greater work in me because when she got on telling me, I said, how can you follow Farrakhan? This man hate everybody Know he hates. And she, I got to her, she says, next day she told me, you got to me. I said, how can you follow a man that don't give his life to Christ? Tomah Muhammad and all this, and so, God, I was so ignorant. Oh, sorry. Folks, I'm going to tell y'all this, and I'm not going to tell y'all that whole story. A lot of the truth that we have as a world, not just as a people, we have to think Islam. I'm not a Muslim. No, I'm not. I don't believe, I don't subscribe to no Mohammed. Mohammed was upset with the church, and he went and did what he did. Well, I'm upset with the church, too, but I'm I'm not going most Amish route. I have the same beef with the church as Muhammad had with it, and I'm not a follower. I know about all types of stuff in Islam, not a follower, but I recognize something. There's only one force, one religion that go toe-to-toe with white supremacy, and it's not Christianity. Christianity is saturated with white supremacy. Islam, which I am not, fight against white supremacy. They're the keepers of our history. Had it, if you took Islam out of the situation, we would not have no white images. We of uh, no black images. We would think everything was white. We would think we would not even recognize Christ. We wouldn't recognize the Israelites. If it wasn't for Islam talking about the history, I don't know what we would do. So I have enough sense now to understand that was their contribution in our world. If nothing else. I don't subscribe to it, though. I just like how they kept talking about the the images of black people and That is Islam, y'all. Christianity, not Christ, the true Christ, not the true Israelites, not the true Bible, what the Catholic Church have done with our Bible. Oh, my God. They whitewashed the whole thing. So now I'm sitting up in this chair and I'm looking like I'm so deep. No, I'm not deep. I'm so like, no, I'm not educated. No, I'm not all that. This is basic stuff. We just so lost. We just lost some lost people. We don't know who we are. White skin is a recessive trait. It was Khalid Muhammad in a message called Y'all are not gonna believe this. Y'all not gonna believe what I'm about to say. God began to bring things across my path, and I've learned, if it crossed my path, when he said the righteous man steps to the order of the Lord, and Khalid Muhammad passed, I figured I got something him. He got something for me. So I started listening, and there's a message called the God-damned, God-damned white man. And I said, oh, okay. Well, at that point, I quit fighting. I know it's it's something, so I listen. Don't turn me off. Listen to me. I'm not cursing. It's the God damned. And he preaches at a church. Khalid Muhammad hate white people, for real. So God already alerted me. Don't hate. Listen to what he's saying. It was the one of the greatest messages I've ever heard. It set me free even more. It's on YouTube. It's one of the most powerful messages you ever hear. If you can just just know he hate and don't hate, but listen, he's a PhD. Very few people got more education than Khalid Muhammad. Dude is really 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 educated. Khalid Muhammad talked about the origin of white people. How they went into the case of Europe. And the culture they brought to the world. And, and he, he, <laughs> this is a PhD guy. He's not hating. There's white people that hate us and they're teaching our kids every day at college. Why do y'all think of somebody hate they can't tell the truth about some things? There's some white supremacists that's got some truth. God sent me. They'll listen. And I don't hate whites, but I keep, yes, it's true, the caveman era come out of Africa. Then if you go say, okay, with Khalid Muhammad, hold it right there. I'm going to research it. Play it, play the YouTube, and stop it. Then go to Google and listen to white people tell you the truth. Since this is where some of y'all are at. Not a problem. I ain't hating on you. Go listen to white people check Khalid Muhammad, and you'll find out he's spot on. This is why people say what he say. He just kind of add to it and go, these white devils did this, 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 this. You kind of have to go, as a Christian, like, and see, some of y'all think, I can't listen to that. Not that's haunted of my spirit. It's fine. you got to listen to Brother Seth. You can't get it, so you're going to be limited. And by the time your pastor quote me, because some of them do quote me, you're going to be even more watered down. But he's right. If you want it in a more professional way, I understand. Go get a book called Chosen from the Carcasses by a White Man named Michael Bradley. If you can't stomach Khalid Muhammad, I got it. Let me tell you something. You know why we have to listen to Khalid Muhammad, people like that? Farrakhan? Because the church won't deal with it. So what are we supposed to do? Just swallow the white supremacists? What are we supposed to do? Our church is effeminized. The women, I'm not dogging them out. They're doing everything they can. I love them. Black women is doing a lot. They've carried this nation for a long time. I ain't throwing no shade on them. But you cannot lead a nation with the face of a woman. So you got this church, and when they vote for anything, it's effeminate. they just women. they do what they're supposed to do. They're doing what they call called. They're doing what they bent. Their bent is they can't help to be what they are. You can't knock them. It just ain't no men there. Well, there are men. There's 15 men in my church. Yeah, but there's 200 women. So if y'all vote, it's going to have an effeminate agenda. So if some men come there with questions, like this last church I went to the little church, and they thought I was such an issue, I wasn't a problem. I'm not, not loud or nothing like that, but I asked questions at Bible study. And so my questions just caused problems because the church is not bent to be getting into social things. But yet we're supposed to live in social things, but some kind of way they don't want to connect it. So that's why your church ain't got no women. And women sitting up saying, I disagree. And you cannot knock these women because they're right. They're godly. Women is doing what they're supposed to do. You're just supposed to have men there to to peacefully speak their mind to. Then you get a battle. There's no way in the world they supposed to be beating our kids down. There's no way in the world you allow an enemy to, a, a person to operate in the spirit of it enemy, come to your neighborhood and kids, shoot your boys and the church don't do nothing. These women in the church is doing what's right. They, they're doing what they're supposed to do. There's just not the men's side of it to say, I feel like we should do this. And the women would say, well, if that's what we're going to do, we should do this on top of that. You see what I mean? Men lead and the women give, they're saying we should respect what they say and take it into consideration. That's a balanced church. But if you've got a bunch of women, no matter what they do, it's going to be effeminate. That's why I look so radical. I'm not all that. I'm not that, you know, you sound like you. No, no, not really. There's men harder than me, and they're godly. Hebrews, I thought I forgot. I didn't forget. Hebrews, to those of you that say, well, Seth, why come we just can't keep it, Jesus? You know, you haven't said anything about Jesus and the cross. This is for you. Hebrews chapter six. I'm going to take a little break after this. I want you all to think about this scripture. we am going to take a little break. Come back and we'll wrap up. Hebrews, King James Version, chapter six. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ. Paul just talked about leaving the doctrines of Christ. Am I misreading the Bible? Therefore, leaving the principles, the principles, the principles of the doctrines of that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Oh, y'all need to repent. You know, you need, to just, you need to just go. Some of y'all just need to turn to Jesus and repent. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection. What is that? Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith towards God, and of faith towards God. Therefore, leaving the principles of doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of, the, of repentance of dead works and faith towards God. And of the doctrines of baptism, verse 2. Of the doctrines of baptism, don't stay on that, and land on of hands. Some of y'all can't leave that because you ain't never done it. You don't even lay hands on no more. And of the resurrection of the dead, move on, and eternal judgment. Some of y'all, that's all y'all talk about is these things right here. Verse 3 says, and this we will do if God permit. We'll revisit those teachings if God permit. Leave me alone. I do go back to it if God permits. I'm moving on to perfection. Somebody gotta talk about end time, eschatology, some gotta talk gotta talk about these people that's gonna rule over Israel. Somebody gotta talk about what do y'all know anything about the book of Revelation? No, you know you don't. Don't even play. You know you don't know nothing about the book of Revelation in your church. Y'all talk about no you don't, no you don't close you, no know you don't. A charismatic probably a little bit. Baptist. If you you go to the Baptist to get it, you don't know nothing about the book of Revelation. You know you don't. You don't know about the bo- the bowls and the 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 seals, you don't know nothing about that. And when you do hear about it, it's white people. I'm an Israelite like I believe, and the Bible says he has given his word to the Israelites that they may lead other nations. Don't you know that so-called white people are part of the other nations? How the Father is going to lead them through me, and I don't even know anything about that because I'm going to a Baptist church or some of these churches y'all go through where they never talk about these kinds of things. And that's because your pastor is stuck just where he said don't be stuck, on the, the doctrine of Christ. Christ is the door. We all got to start there. We better start there, as you're not even here. But after we come to the door and you close the door behind you, there's all this whole world to experience. Y'all don't know the Jews, though you just quote because you hear, white you say that? You don't know that? You can't prove it. I said you can't prove it. You can't prove it. I've been all around the world asking this question. The whites, blacks, Asians, Indians, nobody can prove. How you know those people in Israel is the true Jews? They can't they got enough for me, and you don't either. This is the biggest kept secret in the world. So to my pastors Sister Rose King, you ain't called me back. Not a problem. Christ Emmanuel Deborah Merritt is the only one that did say the truth. Seth, what you're saying is true. We know that. But we can't teach that right now. All black people are going to do is put Jude on their neck. They're not going to change. <laughs> if Elder Merritt see this, she probably be like, but well, she didn't tell me not to share it. She just said I And mean, She went on to say, now, we do teach our kids, our young kids, we have images of Christ being black. She said that. Deborah Merritt, Elder Merritt at Christ Emmanuel, told me that she's the only one I know that ever said that. Isaiah Thomas, a very small, small church, her in Fort Worth, he embraced it. He even brought some, uh, some friends of mine from San Jose Some of the early people I believe that was Jews, I went up to San Jose, flew up there to see them because they was actually living as Israelites. And I want to tell them, look, brothers and sisters, like I said, you don't have to ever accept it. African Americans are Israelites. Let me say this to you as we take this break. One of these days, I'll probably be dead and gone. All black churches will be saying that. The praise and worship will explode. Because right now we're too close to white people to worship like we really need to. we play our instruments, we worship, we even at the little dance. Everything is we never do things to make whites uncomfortable. Why are you talking about whites? Because that's who control us, really. We think we're free, but we're not. I've said it. I don't want to get into it, but as a rule. There, whenever we worship and whites get uncomfortable, that's a chance you're breaking out of white supremacy. I know I may sound weird to y'all right now. Just hear me out. One day, one day, one day, in, in churches, you're going to hear this. Remember I said it. I might be dead and gone. I recognize who I am. I'm a pioneer. I say things and do things. I see things not I do things. I see things. I ain't better than nobody else. It's just a gift God gave me. You got a gift that I can't touch. What God gave you, he gave you. Nobody else can do it quite like you. So there ain't no, I don't have, like I said last week and the week before, I don't have nothing for y'all, really, except what the Father gave me. I'm a nobody. Eastside Project, take me with a grain of salt, okay, I'm from the project. Be careful. But I'm going to warn you. The Holy Spirit does speak to me. You've been warned. I believe one day this is going to happen. All these churches that are worshiping, all these pastors I just named, every single one of them, remember this. One day, they're all going to say, African Americans are Israelites. They're going to preach as though. See, if you preach to people, and they are true Israelites, you believe that the African-American people you're preaching to, you're going to talk to them different. Even white pastors. White pastors that have black folk at their church, they're going to preach different. Okay, let's just say you uh I can't even think of a white pastor right now. that. Uh, let's say you. you're going to be preaching, and then you're going to be saying things like this. Now, when, when when Christ came to the Israelites and, and and they rejected him, or whatever they said, they're going to be referencing people in the audience. And we have Israelites here today that can attest to this. I'm sure they would agree. They're going to make statements like that. There are going to be people that, and I'm not trying to get say all this for this reason, but when the nations know who the true Jews are, they're going to be catering to the Israelites like crazy because they don't want to be cursed. It's like a Jewish guy I helped at the ticket counter. I think I put him in first class. I did something for this man out of the ordinary because he had been inconvenienced, and I just felt sorry for him, so I put him in first class. And I remember him getting my hands in the middle of the terminal right there in Cincinnati, and this man said something to me that was very strange. He got this hand and this hand. He put one hand there, one hand And When we were facing each other, he just grabbed my hands like this. It's kind of awkward, a male, you know. And what was more awkward is everybody could see us, But I couldn't. He did it so quick, I was like, okay. And I knew he was a spiritual man. I knew that he wasn't being freaky or nothing. So he said, bless me. Now y'all may say, oh, that was done. He just meant blah 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 blah. Let me tell you something. You gotta you gotta YouTube and do some research and see how many is you should say this. You should Google this, you should YouTube this. Israelis that believe blacks are Israelites. De facto Jews, type that in. There's a lot of people in Israel that fear us. I often wish all of my friends, especially my brothers and sisters and relatives, to be with me when I go to Israel and we step up on that wailing wall and watch how the Jewish people see our entourage. You will know there's something other than them just looking at tourists. We're just tourists. Why are you looking at us like that? And then you got to watch this. Those you living in the morning, listen to me, because some of them listen to me, y'all know it's the truth. Don't they follow us? Why? They secretly kind of listen and follow us. These young Israelis, they're not on this weirdo Jew thing like these older people are. But back to the pastors. Now, Pastor Alcy Chris is in the house. I saw him and I see my cousin, Alicia. I want to shout out to her as well. But Pastor Elsie Chris is in the house. He's a pastor that do acknowledge we as life. He's a co-host whenever we have our co-hosts, which right now we're all taking a break. But I hope to bring him on one day soon when I have the co-hosts back. Again, it's not just me like I'm doing tonight. Normally it's about five of us. One day we're coming back, and if not, if he don't want to come back or others, it'll be probably some new ones and some of the old ones. I don't know. But we're going to have some more co-hosts. Brother i ain't going to keep doing this by myself, even though I love this because y'all get to see my heart. I'm um, the creator of the Files Network. You get to see how, uh, what's really going on, the, the what's behind what we're doing. We try to wake up our people. I'm trying to convince them they're not African-American. They're not niggas. They're not black. Black is a the color. They're not the people. They ain't in the Bible nowhere. And that they are not who they think they are. You may have pride in your last name. I'm a part of the Booker Douglas Kennedy family. That is not who I am in the grand scheme of things, immediately, yes, that's my little family. Yes, it is. But my family belongs to a nation. These European names we have doesn't define who we are. Look at y'all's names. This is not the name of where they got us from. There is no people with the names y'all have from where y'all got them. Don't you want to know who you are before you die? Now, of course, who you are in Christ and those of you that are born again, that is 15 billion times more important. Well, Brother Seth, doggone it, why don't you talk about that? <laughs> I do talk about that. Those are our first two shows was about our identity in Christ. I mentioned every single broadcast. But don't you use your last name? Don't you use your first name? When people call you what they call you, new creature in Christ, they probably should treat you like that because that's who you are if you're really born again. I don't play around with the born again thing. I think it's a solution for the whole race thing. I think if we can look at each other, who we are in Christ, that spirit that new man, that will solve the whole race thing. I push that hard. Hard, I push that. I try to get white people into not buying into their white. And I tell white people, why y'all playing? There was no Europe. Think about this y'all and we're going to take a little short break. And we're going to wrap up. This is Adam. This is us. From here to here is what I want to talk about. This is when whites came on the scene as a nation. There were, Actually it's smaller than that. It's like that. There were thousands and, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years and there was no Europe. I tell white people you can't be from Europe. You can't be. And people look like crazy. You know, you sound crazy. There's millions of people in Europe. Okay, y'all can get caught up on that all you want to. You understand the whole revelation about the Indians? You know that we, the Indians was here before the white the white man was there. You get that? Yeah, we get that. So you know that? Yeah, we know that. Okay, you know that. Why y'all still? So why come you can't understand that civilization? Started in Africa. I was talking about earlier a, 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 a video called The God, I'm saying this worth space it out so y'all won't think I'm cursing. The God-damned white man by Khalid Muhammad. He's a hater. I didn't want to look at that. I didn't even want to look at it. Some of y'all right now want to almost turn me off. Or, oh, you just cussed. I didn't cuss and he he she taught this message of the church, but like i said this this young lady Rob and the father, used her to help wake me up. I was so much in the white supremacy, like some of y'all are. Some of y'all go to black churches, you got a black husband, you got a, a black boyfriend, you got black children, you got black family, and you ain't totally in the white supremacy, and you ain't even around white people. What do you mean, brother Sam? How cannot I be in the white supremacy? I have a black church, black husband, black children. It's your system, the way you look at yourself. You define even your beauty, what it is and what it ain't by white standards. You define a good, you define Define a good education based on white standards. You define who God is based on white standards. You define who the Bible is based on white standards. You understand the Bible based on white standards. You understand life based on, you understand everything based on white standards because you was raised in America, and that's all you know is white people. Even the black people you know were taught and educated, by white people. You don't always have to have white people. It's white supremacy. Let me leave you alone. Let's go to Africa. There are people in Africa, and they're enamored by the West. All they look at is Western, is Western, that. They're the same as us. And they're around nothing but black people. They come to America looking for a better, better, better way, better way, better way, and they think like white people. is trying his best to attack not white people. God, I love white people. Yes, I do. I done got in trouble with co-hosts. I done got in trouble with family. I ain't got in trouble with all people because of my love for white people. No, I ain't going to hate them. Never, ever, ever in this life will I hate white people. Because I know who they are. The Africans. But even if they wasn't African, they wouldn't hate them. Because the Bible says that Israel, if you don't obey, these things you will go through, this, you go through, this, you go through, this, you go through. Everything we're going through as a people, the Father said it would happen to us if we disobey. So if I have any beef with anybody, it's going to be my forefathers, the Israelites, that disobeyed the Father, that caused these slave ships to come get us and to bring us to this hell we call America in the first place. Yeah, yes, you can be led of the spirit and have heaven in this captivity. But make no qualms about it, brothers and sisters. You are in captivity. Let me say it another way. Let me make it let me put a little sugar on it. The Bible. The Bible is a book of a people in captivity that did great things. You can do that. We can do great things while in this captivity. The Bible says he's placed his Holy Spirit in us, and it has nine manifestations. You can get a word of wisdom. That's one of them. You can get a word of knowledge. The Holy Spirit can rise in you and give you wisdom that you didn't work for. It's a word of wisdom. A word of knowledge. The Bible says... He can take over your body if you submit. you got to submit, though. you got to give him all of your body. And he can speak in an unknown tongue. You can be praying. Father God, I just thank you and I praise you. And you, speak. And you will go off in an unknown tongue. Folk will be saying, you know you were speaking in an unknown tongue. And you would be like, what? And then... The same spirit can rise in you and give you the interpretation of what was just spoken. Or maybe somebody else may speak in tongues. It didn't give you that interpretation. I know y'all don't believe that. I don't understand. He can give you, again, word of wisdom, tongues and interpretation of tongues. He can give you a word of knowledge where you didn't work for knowledge. You just get downloaded downloaded knowledge about a thing. I've heard all kinds of miracles of people when they worked on a car, you know, they do not work on cars. they fix their car. Just a word of knowledge that will come. Some people debate the Holy Spirit, we're going to teach about cars. I'm not going to that debate. All I know is just people that have testified that they didn't have knowledge and they just came out of nowhere, they understood something immediately. A word of knowledge. Or sometimes it was at work and they knew that their baby was in danger and they just left work flying home and they, they how did they know that? The Bible says In nine ways, wisdom, knowledge, tongues, interpretation tongues. Here's a good one. The discerning of spirits. This one happened to me. You say what you want to say about this one. I've experienced this one. Two gifts I think I've been used in. And I don't know why, but this happened to me, brothers and sisters. I have a friend, I proof. Someone probably on this line. I know Brother Pastor Alcy Chris here we talk about this, but Brother Ellison was there and some other people. I've had a situation where and I'm trying to wrap up and take a little break. Brothers and sisters, we are in captivity. We gotta know that. I know we die in wars, pay taxes, but this is not our home. You can't think that, right? This don't feel like home. Some of us never felt the feeling of home. I have a friend, John Clark. He's one of the co-hosts also. He's living in Kenya now. John say, Brother Seth, it's amazing how my life is in Kenya. I go in and out of places I'm never watched by the police. No driving while black, walking while black. You say people are actually... Happy to see me every day. We don't know what that's like. A lot of black people are going to live and die, and they're never going to feel what Brother John Clark feels. I had a lady take when I first got hired with America Airlines. She said, baby, go ahead and travel. She said, you're going to learn that you're accepted everywhere but here in 24 countries, she is spot on. There's people enamored by black people. They just lose it when they see us. Some of them are white. This ain't home. This is captivity. I teach my kids, I try to blow up other places. Consider living other places consider Ghana. Quit thinking stupid things about Africa like they're fighting out. It's crazy. For most peaceful continents, there is. Quit believing the media. Quit listening to white media. We've got the internet now. Go listen to dissident voices. That's against the West. Quit listening to stuff that's pro-America. We ain't the standard. I stopped doing that a long time ago. I don't listen to the news ever, hardly. Y'all been through all kinds of crises I don't know about. I want to hear another mindset, another way of looking at life. How to look at even the earth, agriculture, how to plant different, how to eat different, how to a different type of entertainment. I'm tired of white folks, not white people. White culture. Guess what? They are too. That's why they go to all these different other lands when they got the money. They tie them on their own culture. What I'm talking about. Of course, I'm talking about whites in power. But a lot of the whites that are not in power, every day white, but they tired too. Hope y'all understand my spirit tonight. I'm just kind of jumping around, but. Uh, I'm sort of talking about how you see your, how you act is how you see yourself. Whatever you're doing in your life, it has to do directly with your identity. So in the Five Foodstone Network, what we've tried to do is present to African Americans different things about them to cause them to act different, to cause them to have a different identity. we got to get out of what's called black. Well, you know, that's black. I don't like it. Actually, I'm, I'm going to despise it. All this strip club culture and all this stuff, I can't stand rap. can't stand it. No music genre have done more harm to the African-American than rap. Well, you have empowered a lot of our people to be wealthy. Yes, and what do they do with the wealth? Tell you something God believes, what God did. God said, Israel you will not be able to rise. He didn't say this about no other people. He said he was going to stop Israel from rising. Brother Seth, now wait a minute. Now you're talking like that's a defeated attitude. Listen. This is your Bible. See, it's something about us as a people. We're very spiritual. And no matter what, we always want to praise God. He's always in our mouth. So when we get money the right way, he's in our mouth. If we get money the wrong way, we are gonna say, "I thank God, thank God." I want to get on. I want to thank God for allowing us. We are gonna thank God no matter what we score a touchdown. We are gonna thank God. We gonna always. We gonna start now. All you got? Why you pointing up at the? Now they pointing up. Why you now? Now they saying, "I want to thank God." You know why? Everybody follow us. We think we're just doing it because we was raised that way. Well, a lot of white people raised in church. Everybody don't say, I thank God. I'm telling y'all, believe your brother tonight. We're Israelites. If you squeeze us, so to speak, it comes out of us. There's people in the hood, man. They never go to church, and they praying on the corner. They're trying to thank God. It's, it's, it's bloods and cribs that have a certain way they do things that's spiritual, man. There's some things they won't do. The whole wearing white tea and they all being uniform, they all looking alike. We're acting as right. We're acting out of Hebrewism, a Jew. We don't. The Bible talks about wearing cotton, not mixing fabrics, and just the whole white tea culture. I mean, it's just so many things we do when we say things like, "Man, don't we playing me, man? Don't play me, man." You know, we should say that a lot. Don't she played him or she? Did you know they was talking about, David was saying that thousands of years ago, ain't nobody ever started using that word like that but black people. I can just name a bunch of stuff we do that's straight up got something to do with the Jewish people or the Hebrew, the the, the Bible, the way we do, we do things like the ancient Israelites, and we don't even know that we are that. Some of us don't even read the Bible, and we're, we're, we're marching in churches in line, and we're all wearing the same color, and we're wearing... We're acting like Israelites and don't even know it. What? Who started saying, "Man, she she played me. You trying to play me?" That's what David talked about. Why, Why? Who thought to say that? And why did it catch on? We. I'm telling you. So God said you will not be able to rise. That's why I keep trying to tell people: you can't vote out of this. You can't boycott out of this. You can't shoot and kill your way out of this. So you're wasting your time. If you, we are the people of the Bible, like I believe we are, brothers. sisters, you better listen to me, there's only one way out of this captivity. We submit to the Most High, because we are His people. He said, "Out of all the nations of the earth," the Book of Amos, chapter three, verse two of all the nations. You have I known. He have not known every other nation. That's no disrespect to the other nations, but he have not known all these other people. If my people which are called by my name, that's only one people that's called by his name. Everybody ain't called by his name. So church, quit trying to use Deuteronomy 28. You can't use that. It's not talking about the church. It's a 2 7 Chronicles 7.14, if my people, which are called by my name, what other people on the earth is known by Yahweh or God of Israel? What, there is no other nation but Israel. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my faith, turn from their wicked ways. Pray, humble themselves, pray, seek by faith, turn from their evil ways. Humble themselves, pray, seek, turn from their wicked ways. they got to humble themselves. they got to pray. they got to seek, 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 turn from their wicked ways. You don't do all four of those donations. You're going to be at the bottom of every nation where you're scattered. I'm not just talking about the African-Americans now. Now I'm going to go to China. Israelites there. Now I'm going to go to South America. Israelites there. In Brazil, yes, they're there. Y'all think there's about a few Israelites in New York wrong. It's millions of people all over the world. Israel has been scattered to all over the world. There are people that's calling themselves Israelites in China, South America. North Africa, South Africa, East Africa, West Africa, India. I just addressed the ones in in America because that's the ones I know about the most. But I've done research, and I've even seen with my physical eyes others, this is huge. But I'm not just talking about that tonight. I'm trying to get you all to see that what we've been doing is trying to get African Americans to upgrade their identity to Israelites in the flesh. And if you do that, you'll throw off white supremacy. See, now I talk different than I did before this revelation. Now I challenge everything. Now I'm not moved by pastors sitting up, young man, no, they ain't going to work on me. I'm not moved by people performing miracles. They ain't going to work on me. Now, I'm not moved by. I don't care what kind of wife, what, kind of, what kind of wealth you got. I'm not moved by that. But I'm, I'm, I'm nobody in the flesh, according to some of y'all, till I found out who I am as an Israelite. So now that I know that I'm an Israelite. I seize the power to define. I get it. And I know that that Ruach, HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit in me, is going to lead and guide me to all truth. So, Brother Seth, what I do, I just redefine it all. I ain't taking the back seat to nobody. Nobody. You shouldn't either. Y'all, we've been lied to. We live in a bubble. We live in a lie. We live in a maze. Some of y'all don't live and die. You never gonna know truth. That's why I say quit listening to white people. It don't mean stop listening to. I mainly mean whites that are not about our best interests. Anytime white people start talking about African Americans and who they are, if they're not talking along these lines, I do not want to hear them. And I really, to be very honest, if I just be honest with you, I don't trust white people. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't trust black people. I don't trust a lot of y'all. I don't trust a lot of my former pastors. They're poison. The Bible says, let us move on past the teaching for Christ, and that's exactly where they're stuck at, the teaching for Christ. They think they're talking about Christ in some kind of way that they're doing, they're superior to what I'm teaching. No, not true. I teach Christ too. I teach we have to go through the door. I, I believe in that same door, but I think we have to go further. I think we've got to understand Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Zahol, Hosea, all of the prophets. we got to understand all of the truth. And to be very honest with you, the apocrypha is still on the table with me. I don't think the lost book of the Bible is voted norm. That's why people, again, tell us what to do. I think we should know the book of Joshua. I know some of you are saying, oh, Lord, okay, you, ain't got to. you don't have to. I feel like the Holy Spirit is to lead you and guide you into all truth. You can write a book on Joshua, really, if you listen to the Holy Spirit. You could write because the Holy Spirit was there. You know what happened with Joshua. Apocryphal, yes. Hidden books of the Bible. We should know those. been lied to. 'Cause if you start looking to the park, you ain't gonna see that white supremacy is you gonna you know what I'm saying? Really if you look at the Bible and you look at the Bible the way it's really written and not listen to those people interpret. Y'all, how about don't y'all want to and I keep talking about a break. Well let's take a little break. And then when we come back, we really are gonna close up, but I gotta get up and get a drink and coffee. I love every single one of y'all. I really do. I love our people. My God, I love black people. And I thought I loved them before, but once I figured out why we are misbehaving, I realized it's not that we're inferior or anything like that. We're just fulfilling prophecy. Some of y'all, you think you love black people. Wait till you find out all of the craziness. We're supposed to be doing drive bys We're supposed to be not respecting black women. What did you just say? We're supposed to not respect black men based on what's in our head. We're brilliant. We're acting the way we're supposed to act with what's in our head. Problem is, what's in our head is evil and devilish. The brother sent us against that. But the way we're acting for what we got is brilliant. So I'm trying to put something new in our head, and then we're going to act like Israel. The way we're acting... It's the one that we ain't killing each other even more. I said at WCVG. Sister G.C. is on the line, she'll she'll agree to this. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. For what's in our head, we're acting brilliant. There's nothing wrong with us in terms of reacting to what's in our head. problem is what's what's in our head is evil. It's white supremacy. It's got all kinds of germs, and that's the problem. I have been for a long time, since 1981, trying to get our people to reject what's in our heads. And this is how I know that I'm I'm on the right track. I go to these leaders and pastor friends of mine, and, and I'm telling you, They have the strangest response. That's how I know with poison. Let me tell y'all about somebody. And I know I'm going to get in trouble with my brothers and sisters on this. I can see them now. My phone getting ready to ring. (laughs) I tell y'all the truth. My stepdad raised me. He believed Jesus was black. He tried to teach it. Only people listening to white people. Isn't that strange? Black people just reject him because it was, you know, watch this. I took Billy to Israel about five times. When I go to Israel, I go see 3,000 black Israelites. That's where we go when we go to Israel. And they talk about who the African American is and how he came into being the Israelite. My stepdad is listened to them. My stepdad always talking about this kind of stuff. This is what makes them come alive. Israel, he wouldn't talk to nobody. Please listen to me. Just listen. And I could understand why my stepdad, who knew, we had a genealogy chart, and he broke down how the Israelites, all this, and uh, he understood. This man was into the begat. This guy is respected in the DFW area as one of those, he's one of those kind of preachers that's deeper. When I took him to Israel and he saw those people, he wouldn't say nothing to them. And I kept saying, God, what is wrong with my stepdad that he won't say nothing to these people? He talked about Christ and salvation and the gospel more than anybody. But he broke down the name. He said, Seth, it's good send Abraham. It's not Abraham, it's Abraham. He was that type of guy. But I kept telling Billy, I believe that not just Jesus was black, but the Israelites. He couldn't accept the Israelites was black. So one day, I began to start looking at all these pastors that's giving me the cold shoulder. And that's not saying unto to me. All these friends of mine that's kind of ignoring me. And it dawned on me, God gave me revelation. Elishua sure was used with this also. One of the co-hosts, Elishua. Sure. And Elishua sure prayed for him. He has such a beef with the church over this kind of thing. He just can't stomach a lot of Christians. Y'all probably know him. He's, just, he's a lion. You know, he's just upset with the church. But I'm not giving up on the church. Because the church is the most powerful institution on the face of this earth, even in its rebellion. There's nothing remotely close to the church. If even three cylinders work, there's nothing like the church. Go after New World Order. That's why they're trying to duplicate it. It's all New World Order. They're trying to duplicate the church. So watch this. So God shared with me something. I want you all to listen because early on I started talking about pastors and I started calling names. And I told you I respect them higher than myself. These people are smart. They know more than I know, but they couldn't get with this whole Israelite conversation. And some of y'all, when you talk to your family, your friends, you get the rejection. My family's on line right now. Listen, I'm telling you, a lot of them reject this. Why are you talking about this Israelite? Pastors don't call you back. Uh, one pastor, uh, y'all know him in Arlington, uh, the one that wrote uh, Black in the Bible. They don't buy I'm tired of calling our names. <laughs> but they're cold. They don't say nothing. And they'll say something like this, just keep it, Jesus. Brother Seth, just keep it, Jesus. You know, all this stuff about the flesh, all, they'll say that. I am not about teaching a lie. They never come against it and say it's not true. They just say, keep it, Jesus. Hebrews 6 and 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ. Now, if you don't believe in Apostle Paul, I can't help you. But I believe in Apostle Paul. This man says there's a time to leave the doctrines of Christ. And keep in mind, verse 3 says, And this we will revisit, and this we will do if God permit. If God permit? What do you mean, if God permit? Paul, what do you mean if God permit? God's going to always permit this. Maybe not. It don't mean you forever get away from the doctrines of Christ. I ain't on that. I always mention the doctrines of Christ and all these things he's saying get away from, I mention almost on all shows. I'm always talking about returning to the Father. I'm always talking about obeying this Christ, obeying the Holy Spirit. I'm always talking about repenting it. I'm always talking about it. But listen to what this apostle says. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, I thought that is perfection. Wait, Paul. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Isn't that all the church talk about is faith towards God? I know how I sound. But do you want to go to the Bible? I want to go with that? Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, that's one thing to leave, the principles of the doctrines of Christ. If you think I'm. <laughs> Sitting up here in this chair saying, quit talking about Christ. You have lost all your mind. And furthermore, just go by my example. Don't we always talk about the doctrine of Christ in this show? Yes. So I can't be thinking that. I just want you to listen to me. Hear me out. Pastors, Christian Irish Center, Rose King, Hold It Top, Sample, Going to Cincinnati, Christ Emmanuel, Elder Mary. Bishop Danley, I didn't get a chance to talk to him yet, but I talked to, to Elder Merritt. Listen, this book says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us move on to perfection. The doctrines of Christ, he said, let us leaving, go on to perfection, Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrines of baptism. These think he said, move on. Laying again, laying on hands. The resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. That's seven things he said. Let's move on past. Whatever you got to talk about, Paul. Good question. And y'all just heard the little message in ninety seconds. Those of you on, on blog talk radio, you got 90 seconds to call the phone number. Call that phone number if you want to um, to keep listening to us. Also, call the phone number if you want to a, ask a question, make a comment to me. I'm open. Again, call the phone number. It's 914-205-5590. One more time, that phone number to call, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, you want to keep listening. If you're on Facebook Live, just stay put. 914-205-5590. One more time, the phone number to call to ask a question or to keep listening if you're on Blog Talk Radio is 914-205-5590. So this man named seven things for us to move on past. And the churches, that's all they talk about is, is those, nine, those seven things, pretty much. So guess what? When I walk up to some of you that are born again, and you are born again, and that is the greatest thing. At least you came in through the door. I know I did. So we, we started there, and it's okay because we've got to have the doctrines of Christ. And, and by the way, if you don't even know about these seven things, you can't move on past them because you don't know about them. That's what some people are going to say. Well, I don't want to move on past me because I'm... Well, then that's you not teaching your flock. Y'all should know about the seven things that move on past. Well, my church don't know about the seven... Well, then, okay, you can't move on past So, and uh, 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 I see my... Another cause I popped in uh, 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 uh the Ambassador Lindell Purcell, Purcell, and I see an old friend of mine, Brother Douglas, died. I didn't see him earlier. And this is an old saint of mine. This is a this this, this man, this man of God here, dear lord. When brother says that's when the father was really using me with those miracles. Y'all want proof, there's a gentleman right there. He's this brother knew me when I was back in the town was casting out devils and the father was using me in healing. That's proof right there. But there's lots of people that know about that. But, but I want to say, Brother Purcell, if you are gonna call me, you got like thirty seconds, if you're gonna call that phone number and get in on this, it's you probably got I mean, if you dial as fast as you ever could, uh, the phone number, you can get in on this if you want to. 914-205-5590. Try to beat the clock and you can get in because I can't call you otherwise. So brothers and sisters, again, uh, I'm just sharing about pastors that have rejected me, and it's okay. I'm not hating on them because, like I said, and I do mean I'm not trying to be just, um, I'm not just gassing myself to throw shade on them. A lot of them are sharper than I. I lot have done great things. Christian Irish, especially in Fort Worth, I owe so much to the king, the late Johnny King and Sister Rose King. But I'm going to be honest, y'all, it hurt me. When people see me using the scriptures and they see that they disagree and they don't call you back, they don't say nothing, that have hurt your brother. But you know what? I've learned, and I'm going to finish talking about my stepfather, uh, I've learned I can handle that. I handle it. I thank the Father. He gave me the love to love people and to understand people may know more than you, have greater works than you, but that don't mean that the Father ain't talking to you. And I'm telling you all right now, there's going to come a time in America where most black pastors and white pastors are going to address African Americans as the Israelites. And you can say what you want to say. They ain't going to change And They still need Jesus. They still, hell is still hot. You can say all that. But if you know that you're passing Israelites, you're going to talk different. Let me say it like this: Let's say you go to Israel, some of you pastors, and you have to pastor some Israelis. You're gonna to talk to them different because you believe those little people of the Bible. So you're gonna talk about history different. The way you would preach to Israelis, that's the way you should preach to African Americans. The way you would preach to those Jews in Israel, you would talk about the Bible different. Yes, you would. See, when I talk to African-Americans, when I get a chance to preach, which I don't go in these churches because we bump heads, not on all doctrines, most of the doctrines, I'm going to say 90% of it, I agree with. But when I start talking like this, talking about white supremacy, talking about Israel, who the real Jews are, especially if I bring up the whole Bible leprosy thing, it's over. It's a wrap. Dwight McKissick, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about him. We've already talked about it. Dwight McKiss is doing a great thing. He don't have to agree with nothing I say. He's still doing a great thing there in all. Again, I ain't hating on no ministries. Hear me out. This truth is not going to get you into heaven. Those seven things I just named is. So if you never move on past like Paul said, let us go on to perfection. If you never go on to perfection, you just keep teaching them seven things he said, don't do. He said, let us move on. If you don't move on like the apostles say, you'll make it to heaven. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us move, let us go on to perfection. If you say, no, Paul, I ain't going on to perfection. I'm going to lay against the principles of the doctrine of Christ. I'm going to continue talking about repentance from dead work. I'm going to continue talking about faith towards God. I'm going to continue talking about doctrines of baptism. I'm going to continue talking about laying on hands. I'm going to continue talking about the resurrection of the dead. I'm going to continue talking about eternal judgment. You say that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to pass it and talk about nothing else. You will make it to heaven, I believe. You're definitely born again. You're a spiritual new man. But listen. And listen to me well. Don't never comment. About eschatology, don't never comment on end time events. Please don't confuse everybody. Don't never comment on end times or what the Father's doing. Here's a good one: Please do not talk about Christ's returning. That's above your pay grade. You didn't move on to pass. You didn't move on past unto perfection. You didn't move on to to learn about the deeper things, so you can't talk about that. So don't do it, brothers and sisters. And tell people that you're not capable of doing that. Tell people that. Let people know that that's, that's above your pay grade. If you're just going to stick with those seven things. So what am I trying to say to y'all? What am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say this, brothers and sisters, that your scope of the Bible is going to be very limited. So things like this about us being Israelites, you're not going to be able to help our people at all. But you say, and I'm not belittling that, and I'd rather have you there than not as an outsider. Outside the kingdom of God. So I'm going to wrap this up. Again, I love every single one of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. I really do. I don't mean any harm. Now y'all see why I'm not invited to a lot of these churches. Good night. I'll see y'all on Wednesday.
1: I'm